Hey everybody, welcome to the Single Tracks Podcast. My name is Jeff and today Greg and I are going to be talking about the mountain biking in Arkansas. So over the past year or two, we've heard a lot about the mountain biking scene in Northwest Arkansas and everyone from Imba to Seth's Bike Hacks to pro riders like Danny McCaskill seem to be talking about the trails there. So we wanted to explain a little bit about what's going on in Arkansas. So we're going to start our discussion talking about the geography and topography in the area, talk about some of the trails that have existed there for a long time, and then talk about the changes, the things that have been going on the last few years, and call out some of the best rides to check out if you are heading to Arkansas. So to start off, Arkansas is a state in the United States for our international listeners, and it's located in the middle south USA. Is, is that the best way to describe it, Greg? Yeah, Arkansas is sort of sandwiched between a lot of different geographical areas. I think middle south is about as close as you're going to get because it's sort of in the middle, in the south, like it's very southern culturally, but then it's right on the edge of the Great Plains and, you know, it's, and it's pretty mountainous. It's sort of in a weird spot, honestly. Yeah, it's an unexpected place for sure. It's actually Arkansas is home to the largest mountainous region between the Rockies and the Appalachians. So most people have heard of those two ranges. Um, and the mountains in Arkansas, which are split into two sort of separate areas, the Ozarks and the Washitas. And the peaks are generally, the highest points are usually about 2,500 feet above sea level. And a lot of the valleys and things can be up to 1,500 feet deep. So that means there's a potential for trails that climb, you know, a thousand feet or more in places. Uh, the Boston Mountains, which are within the Ozarks, southeast of Fayetteville, Arkansas, contain some of the highest peaks. So these are really old mountains. They're older, I believe, than the Appalachians and definitely older than the Rockies, uh, which means that, you know, they've been worn down over millions of years and uh, so there's a lot more loose rock. There's a lot of vegetation, a lot of trees and plants and things growing there. And the again, the mountains aren't super tall, but they can be steep in places, surprisingly steep. So, Greg, you visited the Washitas. How would you describe those mountains? Yeah, and I I have a hard time with pronunciation on that. I think it's like something like Washita, but then like the uh, the locals like put like more of a twang on it. It's like Wachita. Um, I was like, I was like, what are you guys talking about? Um, but yeah, so that's definitely the, the Southern twang. So yeah, the, the Wachita's are, they reminded me of, you know, being back in, in Georgia and in, in the Appalachians, um, not as tall as uh, some of the bigger peaks in the Appalachians. But if you have any experience with sort of the, the Piedmont area of Georgia with rolling hills and forested um, ridge lines and just rivers and streams and meadows. Um, you sort of get the feel of, of what you're going to experience in Arkansas. Yeah. So as we mentioned at the top of the episode, you know, mountain biking in Arkansas isn't new at all. People have been riding there and raving about the trails for a long time, actually. And again, most of these trails are located within the Ozark and the Wachita National Forests, uh, which cover a large area within the state. And there have been, I wasn't able to find out exactly how old these Imba epics are, but many years ago, there were three Imba epics within the state of Arkansas. There's the Wachita Trail, Womble, and Silamo. 
And Selimo is one that's actually been retired by Emba. It's no longer listed on their website, but at one time it was an Emba epic. Um, and that's, that's actually the only trail that I've ridden in Arkansas. But the Emba has also recently added the Upper Buffalo Ride, which I think Greg's going to talk about a little bit later. That's a newer, um, at least n- more newly designated route um, that's an Emba epic. So Arkansas is still left with three official Emba epic trails. And a lot of the classic mountain bike rides there, a lot of them still exist, but they're not really marketed as much as one might think. Right, Greg? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of trail in Arkansas and especially down by like the Mount Ida area. There's a ton of trail down there. Like we talked about the Wachita Trail, Womble and Silomo. I think those are all down sort of near Mount Ida, but the area gets a fraction of sort of the media attention that Northwest Arkansas is getting and which is pretty interesting. I think most of those trails, from my understanding, are more like classic backcountry style mountain biking similar to what I experienced at the upper Buffalo headwaters. But, you know, going back to sort of the beginning of mountain biking in Arkansas, according to local legend, um, a few local families actually began building rough cut single track for mountain biking all through the, the Wachita's and Ozarks going back about 20 years. And some estimates say that these locals cut over 3,040 miles of trail throughout the mountains of Arkansas, which I find that to be an oddly specific number. But must be right because they've got the extra 40 in there and almost none of it's signed or mapped in any way but a lot of those old rough cut trails have sort of given way and bled into like the new trails that we're riding today for instance i want to say the Wachita trail which is a pretty long point to point trail probably um, spins off of that and the specifically the upper buffalo headwaters a lot of those trails are originally these old rough cut ones and newer sections were added to it or revamped so a lot of un sort of known history of mountain biking here which is kind of fun to think about yeah and the one trail that i mentioned uh silamo that i've ridden i rode there maybe five or six years ago and you know it was was really tough to get to in the middle of the forest um nobody else was out there the day that i rode and that's actually for those who have been listening for a while um that's where I ended up having to call 911 from the trail because I got overheated out there and was all alone. But I can say that the trails, yeah, there's definitely like more trails in some of those areas than there are people to ride them, it seems, which gives it a really wild, interesting feeling. But all that's to say that these are not the trails that people are getting stoked about today. A lot of the stuff that is drawing people to Arkansas today is newly constructed single track, a lot of purpose-built trails. So Greg, can you talk a little bit about what changed and what was sort of the catalyst for uh, all these new trails getting built? Um, so we'll sort of walk through a little bit of the history as we understand it. What's really sort of kick-started the, the surge in popularity and just the, the general consciousness of mountain bikers um, for the Northwest Arkansas area was really the inclusion on IMBA's Ride Center list, with, dating back several years. They've been on the list for quite a while now. Um, but in 2015, Bentonville and Fayetteville together became IMBA's first quote-unquote regional ride center. Now, obviously, the IMBA ride center list I've written about a few times, it's a bit of a marketing ploy because popular destinations like Moab, Whistler, Crested Butte are on it. However, the folks in Northwest Arkansas are pretty savvy because they've used this marketing strategy to their advantage, and it's paid off for them. And that's not to say they don't have good trails there, but it's like sometimes if you have really good trails, you have to find a way to get the word out. And this 
seem to work really well for them. Yeah, definitely. Oh, and as an aside, when you're talking about, you know, Crested Butte and Moab not having the same designations, when I was researching this um, and looking up the Emba epics in Arkansas, I noticed that the Monarch Crest is back as an Emba epic. Did you know about that? No, I didn't know about that. They didn't ask me about it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, golly, some of that stuff. I mean, we could probably do podcasts and that on its own, but... That's, yeah. that's entertaining. <laughs> um, I don't know how it ever got taken off. That was that was a, a weird one for me. Yeah, well, we do we do know what happened, right? We got the inside scoop, and so maybe we'll share that, uh, in, like you said, in a future episode. Uh, but yeah, it was definitely a controversial decision, and they quietly changed course on it, apparently. So anyway, back to what we were talking about. So speaking of IMBA, IMBA recently held their World Summit in Arkansas. That was just nine or ten months ago, right? Yeah, I believe it was in November, and they got a bunch of media out to um, cover the event. That was sort of what kickstarted, like Danny Maxkill getting there, I think. Maybe not. I could be wrong on that. But Seth Spike Hacks and a few others, um, um, others from sister publications went out. We got an invite. I was doing something else. I don't remember what it was, but... uh, Right. Yeah, but there definitely seemed to be a big marketing push uh, right around the time of the Ember World Summit. And it is interesting to note, too, that mountain biking is its obviously kind of a niche thing, but people, towns and you know cities all across the country, they compete to host the World Summit each year. Um, I remember several years ago when Augusta, Georgia was picked as the uh, location for the World Summit. And there was a lot of politics and wrangling behind the scenes that goes on and Board of Tourism in Augusta got involved. And, you know, it's a big deal to have the summit held in your city. So it seems like Arkansas definitely had their stuff together and they coordinated a lot of marketing around that event. So we've sort of talked about, you know, what's happened once a lot of these trails are already in the ground, but to really get a sense of what led to this. We've got to walk back a little bit further than that. So um, as we mentioned, volunteers have been building trails in Northwest Arkansas for years. And a lot of them are truly excellent trails at that. Um, Imba chapter specifically in the area like uh, Fast and a few others. Um, But things really started to change when the Walton Foundation's home region program decided to start investing money in the mountain bike trails in the region. So for those who don't know, Walmart, um, founded by the Walton family, is based in Bentonville, Arkansas, which has become sort of the de facto center for all this trail building in the area. And in my opinion, I think this infusion of dollars into the the construction of these trails and into the mountain biking community is a true catalyst that has propelled Northwest Arkansas from having good local trails to becoming this nationwide phenomenon. Now, just to give you a few stats from 2000 to 2016, uh, the Walton Foundation has invested over $13 million in soft surface mountain bike trails in the area and another $46 million in paved multi-use trails. That's a heck of a lot of money. And a lot of that money was given via grants that also required matching funds from some of the cities and towns. So total investment from the region, you know, it's hard to pull numbers on that, but it is a heck of a lot of money. So I think that's really what has transformed this area over the past 16 years. Yeah. And to be clear, it wasn't like the Walton family just said, here's 13 million bucks. Let's build some trails. Uh, it sounds like it was a lot of different trails that were built sort of one at a time and each one uh, had sort of a different you know approval process and all that 
kind of thing, but it definitely took a lot of time and effort on behalf of not just the Walton family or Walton Foundation, but also a lot of the nonprofits, the mountain bike clubs, uh, local governments, and a lot of people coming together to make mountain bike infrastructure a priority, which is pretty unique. So what's your sense of why the Walton Foundation is spending so much money on trail infrastructure? So I did get on the phone with Karen Minkle, the the director of the Home Region Program, and uh, did a good long interview with her, and that really helped to sort of understand what the Walton Foundation is trying to do. And according to her, the main goal of the Home Region Program is to, quote, improve the quality of life for businesses and residents and attract and retain employees at all different levels, end quote. So basically, their goal is to create a rad area for their home office that attracts potential talent, keeps talent there, keeps people happy, and provides them a great quality of life. And I also chat with them a bit about how tourism works into that because, I mean, obviously, we're talking a lot about mountain bike tourism, right? Um, And I was like, well, do those two goals align? And according to Minkle, they do. She views tourists um, that have a really good time in Bentonville as walking talking advertisements for the area. And that just continues to spread the word. And now people like us are talking about Bentonville on their podcasts, you know. But there was, I questioned her a little bit on why mountain biking, why mountain biking specifically. I mean, they do a whole bunch of different things. I want to, oh, I didn't write this number down, but the total budget for the home region program is something like 40 million a year. So, you know, obviously it's not all going into bikes. Uh, but they've chosen to invest in, in resources that were already present in the local area, capitalizing on good things that were already happening. So I think this speaks volumes to the great work that these local IMBA chapters were already doing, building trails. But along with recreation and capitalizing what was already there, the Walton Foundation views building single track as a means of preservation as well. So if there's like a section of woods, if they you know, work with the local government to turn that into sort of a park or a green space. They put some single track in there that also protects that area from being developed, uh, maintaining green natural areas that you can now enjoy all the way down into the core of the city of Bentonville, which is pretty unique. So their goal of building single track is a multi-pronged approach in many, in many senses. Yeah, that's that's all sounds really unique, and it sounds like a really holistic approach uh, that seems to be paying off. So you visited Northwest Arkansas and ridden several of the trails there. Were you able to get a sense of where people were coming from to visit Northwest Arkansas? That is, where are these mountain bikers living, and how are they getting to Bentonville? So the first thing to say is Northwest Arkansas is definitely not a summer destination. It is too hot and humid. I mean, the, the climate is very similar to Georgia in that respect. You know, high 90s, super humid. And, you know, as you can tell from Jeff's story, look up that podcast episode. But, you know, you're risking. It gets hot, hot, hot. Yeah. So recommended for late fall, early spring. And even some of the biggest festivals are midwinter. I was just uh, chatting with a local and he was inviting me down for I can't remember the name of it now, but it's at the Upper Buffalo Headwaters. End of January, there's a big get-together and ride and shindig, so middle of winter. And we were there in March. So just because of that, you know, that sets Bentonville and Northwest Arkansas up as a bit of an off-season destination, which impacts, like, who chooses to go there and when a little bit. 
So as for who's coming, I mean, most of this is anecdotal evidence, right? But um, you know, I was riding with friends from Minneapolis, and while we're on the trail, we bumped into other people from the Twin Cities that were down there. And so we saw a lot of Midwestern influence. And again, this was in March. And those folks, they the fat bike trails had already melted out, so they couldn't fat bike, but everything was muddy, so they couldn't mountain bike. So they made, I think it was like a 10-hour drive down to Arkansas, which isn't bad, you know. And I've also known a lot of other people flocking to this area from the Great Plains region. So from Oklahoma, Kansas, Texas, etc. You know, while folks from those states often flock to nearby Colorado, Northwest Arkansas is a closer drive for a lot of them. And the quality of trails there is making that shorter drive and that shorter commute a lot more tantalizing. Uh, but again, it's also a shoulder season destination. So you know, these folks might go to Arkansas in like the late spring when it's still really snowy in Colorado, but then go to Colorado in the summer. So different destinations for different times of year. Yeah. Well, you you mentioned people in the Plains states heading to Arkansas, which is, you know, maybe closer than going to Colorado. So do you think uh, Arkansas is cannibalizing or taking away visits from other places or people not riding places they used to so they can go to Arkansas? Yeah, that's difficult to say. I think since it's a shoulder season destination, I'd say no, because, you know, Colorado is going to be prime in like midsummer when Arkansas isn't. So different times a year. I mean, maybe some folks are choosing not to go to Moab and to instead of go to Arkansas, that's like 20 hours closer or something like that. That would make sense to me. But looking at this from a bit of a different perspective, I think part of the reason Northwest Arkansas could be on the rise is that the central and south central U.S., didn't really have a true mountain bike destination before this. I mean, sure, Brown County, Indiana is supposed to be rad, but not in midwinter. And it still only has like 30 or 40 miles of trail. And Northwest Arkansas, we're talking hundreds of miles of trail and more being put in every year. I mean, that's a different caliber and scope of destination. And before this, you know, you'd have to go to the southeast, um, Pisgah, some places in Georgia, places in the Appalachians or out to Colorado and the Rocky Mountains. And this is a just a huge destination growing in an area where there wasn't one before. So I think that's really unique. It could be spearheading this growth. Yeah, that's a good point that there really wasn't much for people, especially people living in the states bordering Arkansas. Uh, there, None of those states really had their own destination. Okay, so we've talked about sort of the general things that are driving people to visit Northwest Arkansas. Let's get into some specific trail recommendations. So what are some of the standout rides that you found during your visit? So we started with the Upper Buffalo Headwaters, which turned out to be my favorite ride that we did in Arkansas. I've already referenced it a few times, but this is trail is more backcountry style. It's way the heck out in the middle of nowhere, no cell service, bigger mountains, Epic trails, very techy. I mean, it was quite the experience, and the trails there are no joke, you know. So if you're used to riding in, say, the Appalachians with rocky, rudy, steep, up and down trails with wet stream crossings, I mean, that's what you got at Upper Buffalo. But it was a just a truly excellent experience. So I can't recommend that highly enough. And then the trails we rode around Bentonville are quite different overall. I mean, that's where we get into this purpose-built style trail. So one that most people point to is Slaughter Pen in Bentonville, but there's also a heck of a lot of trail like connected to Slaughter Pen, like on the way up to it along the Greenway. 
So that whole network is truly excellent. I mean, tons of flow trail, lots of interesting features like ladder drops and jump lines and massive berms. And at Slaughter Pen itself, it's got its own bike park there with some big hits in it. So that is well worth a ride. One that's uh, up and coming that we got to sample and still not quite done is the Kohler Trail System, also in Bentonville. And it's about the closest to downhill riding you'll get in this area of the United States. I mean, flow lines, tech lines, big hits, big jumps, you name it. It's a, it's a small hill, but they've really capitalized on it. And the latest gossip, which whether or not this is actually going to happen or not, it's hard to say, but they might be putting in a lift top of Kohler in town Bentonville, but it's going to be the word on the street. It's going to be like a cable lift with a handle to like basically pull you up the hill while you're still riding your bicycle. So that just sounds like a recipe for disaster to me. So I'm interested to see. Yeah. Do those exist? (laughs) I've never seen one of those. I mean, I've ridden a T-bar on my mountain bike in the snow and that was a heck of a lot of work, but I imagine it's got to be doable. (laughs) Just, yeah, I'm some technique to it. Yeah. I'm interested to see if this actually happens or not. That's just a, that's just the rumor mill um, at work, but we shall see. But that place, the, the trail building there is truly excellent. And then finally, I've heard great things about Mount Kessler, which is down in Fayetteville, but I didn't get to ride there. But according to all reports, it's technical, rocky, uh, narrow, single track trails, but just a, a hoot of a time. And there's a, a bunch of other trails in the area, like going over to Eureka Springs. Um, specifically, there's some big systems over there, a few things further out. And then all the backcountry trails we referenced earlier down near Mount Ida, which is further away. So there's a lot to be done in Arkansas. Switching gears a little bit, I want to talk a bit about the services that are available to mountain bike tourists. So it seems like the marketing for the trails and everything sort of came up really quickly. Are supporting businesses like breweries, hotels, and bike shops available when you were there? So the thing to think about is that Bentonville is a a true city and it connects all the way down into Fayetteville. So this is an area with quite a few people living already. So it's not like a small mountain town out in the middle of nowhere. So you'll find a lot of infrastructure to support the people that live there and that the tourists are going to enjoy as well. So Bentonville specifically, where we stayed, it felt like a really interesting collision of blue collar, like factory workers and hipsters. It was was quite (laughs) entertaining to me. So as a result, you'll find breweries, local breweries, um, hip coffee shops, great bike shops. Uh, shout out to Fat Tire Bike Shop right on downtown Bentonville and others in the area. And I think more businesses are only coming in. I found it really interesting, though, when we, we set up at the local brewery, I uh, believe where I wrote this down. I think it's like Bike Rack Brewing Co., uh, in downtown Bentonville, ordered a flight of beer, and I sort of observed the other patrons. And in Colorado, you know, I normally see a mixture of like outdoorsy, athletic float folks, you know, mixed with a bunch of yuppies. But in Bentonville, on this like Thursday night or whatever it was, I saw it looked like mostly blue collar locals enjoying good beer, um, hanging out and having a fun time. And uh, yeah, it was just interesting to sort of observe different areas, not passing judgment on anything. Be better or worse, or that's just sort of what it was. And it was a fun time. Yeah, that's cool. It's a big difference. Yeah. From a lot of the destinations, maybe that people are used to going sounds more authentic and more real. So definitely sounds cool. All right. So what about specific recommendations for places to stay and eat and drink when you're in Bentonville? 
So we had a pretty quick trip, but in my experience, at least, uh, Northwest Arkansas is very close to Kansas City, uh, like an hour, hour and a half. And Kansas City is the heart of barbecue. So we went to a place that was like 100 yards down from us called Smoking Joe's Rib House. And oh my gosh, the ribs were to die for. And while I'm not a barbecue expert by any means, I've worked at a barbecue restaurant before, spent five years living in the South eating barbecue, and I think those ribs at Smoking Joe's were the best I've ever had. So that was just, yeah, get some barbecue while you're there. You will not regret it. But if you want some more hipster-style, upscale-ish dining, there's plenty of that to be had on the square in Bentonville. And while I generally enjoy, enjoy trying new things, sometimes it can get a little over the top with high dollar amounts of small portion sizes and bunch of names I can't pronounce. Uh, we followed a few restaurant recommendations in downtown, but honestly, I would have preferred to spend more time uh, at the barbecue joint. <laughs> nice. Spoken like a true mountain biker. You know, it was it was good. I, I can't recommend that enough, but there's a lot of places to check out uh, in Bentonville. Like I mentioned, we checked out Bike Rack Brewing Company just off of downtown for beers, but there are other local breweries to be had. And uh, word on the street is that this place on the square called Onyx Coffee is a jam for really high-end, high-quality coffee. I didn't get to check it out myself, but I've heard only good things. So if you're looking for a good cup of joe, check that place out. And finally, for lodging and that sort of infrastructure, Bentonville, like I said, is the actual city. So there's plenty of chain hotels and whatnot to choose from. Uh, but we personally scored a very affordable Airbnb within riding distance of downtown. Uh, so I kind of recommend that. Whereas, like a lot of cities, most of the chain uh, restaurants and stores and hotels are going to be more off on the interstate and away from like the hip downtown area. So that'll just put you a little further out and not quite as accessible. Cool. Great recommendations. So before we wrap up here, uh, I wanted to ask you if you think that the conditions that have made Northwest Arkansas such a mountain bike destination, are these replicable anywhere else? Or is Northwest Arkansas have sort of unique resources that's allowed them to do this? So in my opinion, at least, I think the takeaway here is that you can accomplish just about anything if you have the right ingredients. And I think three of the key ingredients are money, vision, and permission. Now, vision is rarely what's lacking, although sometimes maybe the visionaries can't follow through to bring the vision to reality. But I mean, you have visionary mountain bikers all over the world that can see the potential that places have. But permission, especially from land management agencies, can sometimes be a lot harder to attain. And Northwest Arkansas seems to be very progressive in the ways that they're incorporating trails into their communities. So I think that there's one takeaway that governments or people who are in these roles can you know, learn from Northwest Arkansas, it's this, you know, it's to provide permission wisely and to work with smart mountain biking uh, advocacy groups to make amazing things happen. So NWA definitely has the permission going for it. But the third factor, money, uh, I think for many communities, funding is the one hurdle that they can't overcome. And this is where Bentonville really has an ace in the hole with the Walton Foundation and even you know local government scam board. However, if your local riders are committed enough, you can always substitute time instead of money. But realistically, it's often easier to get more dollars than it is to get more time and volunteers. So I think these three items have really come together in Northwest Arkansas in, a, in an excellent way. But other people can learn from these too. Yeah, and I think you raised a good point earlier too about uh, just the 
geographic location of Arkansas, you know, there really isn't a lot like it around that area. So they're able to draw on people who live in places where there isn't a lot of good terrain for mountain biking. And, you know, it's, it's almost as if there's this mountain biking desert and, you know, somebody opened up a oasis right there and everybody's flocking to it now. So yeah, definitely seems like it's possible, but there are a lot of conditions at play here that really worked in Northwest Arkansas's favor. So if you're interested in maybe taking a trip to Northwest Arkansas, or you just want to find out more, definitely get on single tracks and search for Arkansas articles and reviews. Greg posted a number and we've posted several videos and other content about Northwest Arkansas. So definitely get on there and check it out. That's all we have this week. We'll talk to you again next week. Peace. Peace.